Today is the 27th day of March. Welcome to Psalms Cast. I am Denise. Greetings, beloved. It is great to be here today and to ponder the five chapters of Psalms that we have before us. We are finally at the end of another week of 2021, and for some this evening at sundown, they will be observing the remembrance of the Passover with a Seder meal, Hag Sameach, which means Happy Festival, to those who are celebrating. More about that in a moment, but first let's dive into our chapters for today. We're almost at the end of March's journey through the entire book of Psalms. Today we're journeying through Psalm 27, Psalm 57, Psalm 87, Psalm 117, and Psalm 147. I'm reading from the Message Translation of the Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, today we are diverting from the Exodus Saga to spend a bit of time with Jesus in Luke chapter 19. This chapter records an important moment in Jesus' life and the journey into Jerusalem for the final Passover. This records how he entered into Jerusalem for that final time on the back of a donkey's foal who had never been ridden before. This is the fulfillment of Zechariah 9, verse 9 prophecy. Shout and cheer, daughter Zion. Raise your voice, daughter Jerusalem. Your king is coming. A good king who makes all right. A humble king riding a donkey. A mere colt of a donkey. So let's take a brief moment to invite the Lord to be the focus for this time. Oh, Father in heaven, we come humbly here before you, desiring to spend time with you. We want to draw near to you, to experience your mercy and your grace in the midst of our lives here today. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperate for hope in a world gone crazy. We are desperate to experience your peace, Lord. Open our minds and open our hearts to what you have for us here today. Allow our lives to be transformed by your word and by the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 27 Light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. When vandal hordes ride down, ready to eat me alive, those bullies and toughs fall flat on their face. When besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell, when all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. I'm asking God for one thing, only one thing, to live with Him in His house my whole life long. I'll contemplate His beauty. I'll study at His feet. That's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world, the perfect getaway far from the buzz of traffic. God holds me head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. I'll head for His place to offer anthems that will raise the roof. Already I'm singing God's songs. I'm making music to God. Listen, God, I'm calling at the top of my lungs. Be good to me. Answer me. When my whole heart whispered, Seek God, my whole being replied, I'm seeking Him. Don't hide from me now. 
You've always been right there for me. Don't turn your back on me now. Don't throw me out. Don't abandon me. You've always kept the door open. My father and mother walked out and left me, but God took me in. Point me down your highway, God. Direct me along a well-lit street. Show my enemies whose side you're on. Don't throw me to the dogs, those liars who are out to get me, filling the air with their threats. I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness in the exuberant earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. Psalm 57 Be good to me, God, and now. I've run to you for dear life. I'm hiding out under your wings until the hurricane blows over. I call out to high God, the God who holds me together. He sends orders from heaven and saves me. He humiliates those who kick me around. God delivers generous love. He makes good on his word. I find myself in a pride of lions who are wild for the taste of human flesh. Their teeth are lances and arrows. Their tongues are sharp daggers. Soar high in the skies, O God. Cover the whole earth with your glory. They booby-trapped my path. I thought I was dead and done for. They dug a man-trap to catch me and fell in headlong themselves. I'm ready, God, so ready, ready from head to toe, ready to sing, ready to raise a tune. Wake up, soul. Wake up, harp. Wake up, lute. Wake up, you sleepyhead son. I'm thanking you, God, out loud in the streets, singing your praises in town and country. The deeper your love, the higher it goes. Every cloud is a flag to your faithfulness. Soar high in the skies, O God. Cover the whole earth with your glory. Psalm 87 He founded Zion on the holy mountain, and oh, how God loves his home. Loves it far better than all the homes of Jacob put together. God's hometown, oh, everyone there is talking about you. I named them off, those among whom I'm famous, Egypt and Babylon, also Philistia, even Tyre, along with Cush. Words getting around, they point them out. This one was born again there. The words getting out on Zion, men and women, right and left, get born again in her. God registers their name in his book. This one, this one, and this one, born again right here. Singers and dancers give credit to Zion. All my springs are in you. Psalm 117. Praise God, everybody. Applaud God, all people. His love has taken over our lives. God's faithful ways are eternal. Hallelujah. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 147. Hallelujah. It's a good thing to sing praise to our God. Praise is beautiful. Praise is fitting. 
God's the one who rebuilds Jerusalem, who regathers Israel's scattered exiles. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and assigns each a name. Our Lord is great with limitless strength. We'll never comprehend what He knows and does. God puts the fallen on their feet again and pushes the wicked into the ditch. Sing to God a thanksgiving hymn. Play music on your instruments to God, who fills the sky with clouds preparing rain for the earth, then turning the mountains green with grass, feeding both cattle and crows. He's not impressed with horsepower. The size of our muscles mean little to him. Those who fear God get God's attention. They can depend on his strength. Jerusalem, worship God. Zion, praise your God. He made your city secure. He blessed your children among you. He keeps the peace at your borders. He puts the best bread on your tables. He launches his promises earthward. How swift and sure they come. He spreads snow like a white fleece. He scatters frost like ashes. He broadcasts hail like bird seed. Who can survive his winter? Then he gives the command and it all melts. He breathes on winter. Suddenly it's spring. He speaks the same way to Jacob, speaks words that work to Israel. He never did this to any other nation. They never heard such commands. Hallelujah. Sometimes looking at what the Bible says, what the Word says about the how things played out in the Bible and how our church here in the 2000s depict those things, sometimes they don't mesh. They don't line up. And every person is going to have to make a decision as to which version they're going to put their trust in. So, although it taxes our brains, this day, the day before Passover, which just this evening, was when Jesus was under arrest. He was paraded around different leaders throughout that morning, including Pilate, who desperately wanted to free him. But the crowds before Pilate, who were whipped into a frenzy by the corrupt religious Jewish leaders, yelled, crucify him, over and over and over again. The irony of this was that many who were in that crowd had just a week before placed their coat on the road before the colt that Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem. They waved palm branches in celebration of the coming king. That is something that many of us will be thinking about tomorrow at church as part of Palm Sunday, as the churches around the world focus on the beginning of what is called Holy Week or the Passion Week. Jesus gave us a lot of instructions as to how we are to live life across the span of breaths each one of us are allotted in life. Oh, that we would dive into His Word and that we would focus on what the living Word of God tells us and model our behavior after Jesus' example. Instead, many of our Bibles just gather dust and we trust the Tower's of religion to met out little tidbits here and there with a whole lot of traditions mixed in that are not 
honestly much better than the extra stuff that those Jewish religious leaders in Jesus' day and time heaped on those Jews. Things that had nothing to do with God's word, but that kept the elite in control and the lowly pressed down. Jesus came to free every single one of us so that we could approach the throne of God as beloved children approaching a daddy who cherishes us. This is so huge and something we often share here. At sundown this evening, Saturday, March 27, many do as the Lord God, Elohim, the I Am, instructed his children to do. They remember that very first Passover when God brought his children, the Israelites, out of bondage from Egypt. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been thinking on this for a bit as we journey through Exodus in the going deeper into God's word. And it is something that we do need to think about because a time is coming when once again, God will bring forth judgment on this world and on an evil generation that is laid out in the book of Revelation. Jesus gave warning about when these things would occur. And every day, I still think about those things, watching and waiting for God's word to be fulfilled. While I do not think there's any harm in focusing on Jesus' final entrance into Jerusalem that year as he approached his final earthly destination and gave his life so that we might be freed from bondage of sin and experience salvation through him, I hesitate to celebrate it as if it were a feast or something that is required to do. I hesitate to set any of man's traditions above those things that God Elohim or Jesus instructed us to remember. I must say that cutting the cords to man's religious rituals has been freeing on many levels. It is like cleaning the windows of my mind, my heart, and my soul of the grime that this life journey keeps dumping with a clean, pure cleansing cloth instead of a greasy, filthy rag. I so want to experience God's goodness, His mercy, and His grace here in the land of the living, and to point others to that narrow gate that does lead to life. I desire to follow Jesus. Jesus, you are worthy of all of our praise. We stand amazed at the words of each chapter of the Psalms and how here, as we read in these last 35 chapters in the message translation of the Bible this week, we do see that it is possible to get very real with you through the model that is written in the Psalms. And oh, how we desire to draw near, to see you in the midst of our lives, to marvel at how amazing you are and all that you are doing, even today. We know fully that we are often blinded by the barrage of struggles going on in the world around us, the anger the hurt, the despair, and the ugliness. You know how we are sucked into controversies, and we are pushed to pick sides and to war against those who are even spiritual brothers and sisters. This must grieve you, Lord. So, Lord, we repent of taking a diversion onto the pathways that are wide and will lead to our destruction. Once again, Jesus, lead us to that narrow gate and back onto the pathway that leads to life. We invite you into the most intimate places in our lives, 
our memories, and our passions. We do not desire to be sifted and be found to only be chaff, to be burned. Our only hope is in your being our shepherd. Feed us from your word. Bring your word to life before our eyes. Teach us how and why your word is relevant for our lives today. Come Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end of the podcast, we are spending a spot of time with our Redeemer, this our Savior, Jesus, on the day that the crowds gathered and honored Him by laying their coats on the ground before the donkey's colt. He humbly entered Jerusalem the week before He gave His life on the cross for us. We are in Luke chapter 19. Now, if you desire to connect with us, to ask questions, to make comments, to request prayer for yourself or someone you know and love, or if you would like to receive a Bible of your own. If you're in the United States, I encourage you to call or text. That number is 470-240-1509. For listeners outside the U.S., I recommend WhatsApp, and that number is one. 470-240-1509. You can also message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I will be waiting for you here tomorrow, and going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Luke chapter 19. Today, we are shifting gears just a bit as tomorrow my calendar reads that churches around the world will hold Palm Sunday services. According to Britannica, Palm Sunday, also known as Passion Sunday, is a Christian tradition, the first day of the Holy Week, and the Sunday before Easter commemorating Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It is associated in many churches with the blessing and the procession of palms, leaves of the date palm, or twigs from the locally available trees. Palm Sunday is celebrated this year on Sunday, March 28, 2021. It is an important moment in Jesus' life because he knows that the time, this time that he is going into Jerusalem for this particular Passover, he will be the spotless lamb that will be slain for the sins of mankind. This moment is captured in all of the Gospels. You'll find the accounts in Matthew 21, Mark 11, John chapter 12, and in our chapter here today, which is Luke 19. So as I read, simply allow God's word to wash over you and through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention that that he wants you to know and to consider today. Remember, the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life here in 2021. Luke chapter 19, Zacchaeus. Then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there. His name was Zacchaeus, the head tax man and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus, but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and could not see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when he came by. 
When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. Everyone who saw the incident was indignant and grumped. What business does he have getting cozy with this crook? Zacchaeus just stood there, a little stunned. He stammered apologetically, Master, I give away half my income to the poor, and if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times the damages. Jesus said, Today is Salvation Day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to find and restore the loss. The Story About Investment While he had their attention, and because they were getting close to Jerusalem by this time, and expectation was building that God's kingdom would appear any minute, he told this story. There was once a man descended from a royal house who needed to make a long trip back to headquarters to get authorization for his rule and then return. But first he called ten servants together, gave them each a sum of money, and instructed them, Operate with this until I return. But the citizens there hated him, so they sent a commission with a signed petition to oppose his rule. We don't want this man to rule us. When he came back, bringing the authority of his rule, he called those ten servants to whom he had given money to find out what they had done. The first said, Master, I doubled your money. He said, Good servant, great work. Because you've been trustworthy in this small job, I'm making you governor of ten towns. The second said, Master, I made a 50% profit on your money. He said, I'm putting you in charge of five towns. Then the next servant said, Master, here's your money, safe and sound. I kept it hidden in the cellar. To tell you the truth, I was a little afraid. I know you have high standards and hate sloppiness and don't suffer fools gladly. He said, You're right that I don't suffer fools gladly, and you've acted the fool. Why didn't you at least invest the money in securities so I would have gotten a little interest on it? Then he said to those standing there, Take the money from him and give it to the servant who doubled my stake. They said, But master, he already has doubled. He said, That's what I mean. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. As for these enemies of mine who petition against my rule, clear them out of here. I don't want to see their faces around here again. God's personal visit. After saying these things, Jesus had it straight up to Jerusalem. When he got near Bethphage in Bethany at the mountain called Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt tethered, one that has not been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says anything, asks, what are you doing? Say, his master needs it. The two left and found it just as he said. As they were untying the colt, its owner said, what are you doing untying the colt? They said, his master needs him. 
They brought the colt to Jesus. Then throwing their coats on its back, they helped Jesus get on. As he rode, the people gave him a grand welcome, throwing their coats on the streets. Right at the crest where Mount Olives begins its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes, the King in God's name. All's well in heaven, glory in the high places. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said, If they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. When the city came into view, he wept over it. If you had only recognized this day and everything that was good for you, but now it's too late. In the days ahead, your enemies are going to bring up their heavy artillery and surround you, pressing in from every side. They'll smash you and your babies on the pavement. Not one stone will be left intact. All this because you didn't recognize and welcome God's personal visit. Going into the temple, he began to throw out everyone who had set up shop, selling everything and anything. He said, it's written in scripture. My house is a house of prayer. You've turned it into a religious bazaar. From then on, he taught every day in the temple. The high priests, religious scholars, and the leaders of the people were trying their best to find a way to get rid of him. But with the people hanging on every word he spoke, they couldn't come up with anything. Oh yes, this is a very meaty chapter. Again, we have this chapter that's just loaded with information. But today we are focusing on Jesus' entry into Jerusalem this final time the week before Passover. Jesus knows what's going to happen this week. And yes, in this chapter, we hear how Jesus told two of the disciples to go ahead of them and get this donkey's foal. It's depicted that they placed their coats on the back before Jesus got on the colt. As he enters Jerusalem, the crowds are gathering and they're throwing their coats onto the road before him for the colt to walk on. This was something that the people of that time did when a king of great honor entered a city. It was a highway to show honor to the king. You may have noticed that this gospel account does not mention palm branches, and many of us know this scene is used in the worship of Palm Sunday. This is the correct place, although it may or may not have happened on an actual Sunday because each year... Passover, which is the feast that Jesus was entering Jerusalem for at that time, changes from year to year. Last year in 2020, Passover was celebrated on a Wednesday, April 8th, and next year, 2022, Lord willing, Passover will be celebrated on Friday, April 15th. In the current calendar that our society or world uses, and that the Christian church has marked as special, this moment in the Bible is always fixed on a Sunday and marks the beginning of the Holy Week or the Passion Week. If you desire to glean more about what this week truly was like, I do encourage you to get a DVD or stream The Passion of the Christ. 
be sure to grab a roll of paper towels or a couple of boxes of tissue. You most likely will need them. It truly is a graphic two-hour example of what Jesus willingly endured to redeem us, you and me, so that we would be able to come into the saving grace of salvation and be reunited and grafted into the family of the true living God, which means that every promise and prayer that we read in the Psalms equally applies to you and I, just as it does for the children of Israel. It is interesting that this chapter ends with Jesus clearing the temple of shopkeepers. This is actually the second time that Jesus is recorded in clearing the temple of a market at the Feast of Passover. It is recorded in John 2, shortly after Jesus had begun his ministry, when the Passover feast, celebrated each spring by the Jews, was about to take place, Jesus traveled up to Jerusalem. He found the temple teeming with people selling cattle and sheep and doves. The lone sharks were also there in full strength. Jesus put together a whip out of the strips of leather and chased them out of the temple, stampeding the sheep and cattle, upending the tables of the loan sharks, spilling coins left and right. He told the dove merchants, Get your things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a shopping mall. That's when his disciples remembered the scripture, Zeal for your house consumes me. The point of Jesus clearing the temple of these merchants was that God's house is a holy place. It is not common. It's not everyday run of the mill. It's special. It's holy. And when we approach the Lord, we should come prepared, not rushing in, tucking in our clothing, scrambling to get whatever we need in order to go inside. Remember the parable about the ten virgins. Five had prepared and five had not for the bridegroom's late arrival. The five that were not prepared were turned away when they came back when what they needed.